Iceman, a podcast presented by Tuned Up Custom Rods. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, Dan. Welcome, John. Welcome, guests. How are we doing? Good <laughs> <laughs> I know that you guys can't tell what's going on, but we've been sitting here for 17 minutes trying to fi- start this show, and I don't know if we've actually started it now. I think I think it's happening. No, we had to put a profanity filter on, so I'm good now. You're, you're better? Yep, I'm You're good. feeling better? Good. No F-bombs anymore. <laughs> Good, because we do have a child in the audience today. Or in the studio, I should say. <laughs> I was like, there's always children in the audience. My kids listen to this all the time. My my kids used to. They don't anymore. They unsubscribe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've unfollowed us. Get better content. I said, I'm oh, sorry. That's that's a terrible thing to say, Dan. <laughs> so who do we have so, in, in welcome. studio? So tonight we've got uh, two people joining us, a father and son duo. We've got Jeremy Carroll, Tanner Carroll. Welcome. You guys are, um, you know, uh, disclaimer, so uh, so everyone knows. Jeremy and I have been buddies for a long time. We taught together for years. Years. Years and years. years. Some of the stories you've heard on the Iceman have come from Jeremy. Our, our adventures back in the day oh, in, the, in the old fray bill. The back. old fray bill. Many holes in the in the canvas. A lot of holes in the canvas. <laughs> those those fray bills had zero insulation, too. Zero. You would think you couldn't get... Uh, propane poisoning or whatever that <laughs> you would think that that wouldn't be possible in that frame bowl, right. but it, it did happen. Did would you just happen. like turn, open the propane tank and just let it leak out? You and, uh, you and Harv, you guys Boy, went to, we, we, we went, we went places. We went to Toontown for a little bit. We did. It was a, uh, you know, sunflower, you know, before oh. the buddy, before the buddy heater. So we had the sunflower and we had it up a little too high because it was cold and we did not uh, <laughs> go outside the door as much as we should have because we we definitely uh, didn't get the fresh air. <laughs> did you get the giggles? That's what I was knowing. It's like well, there's no more know. oxygen in here. <laughs> if you know Harv, he's a you know he's a bag of giggles. So you know it's uh it's good stuff. We definitely had some good laughs going on in there. But uh, yeah, we didn't ta- didn't feel well the yeah, next day. A headache the next day. Next day at work, we definitely uh, looked at each other and thought, you know, I don't feel good. Do you feel good? Nope. So, yeah, <laughs> I think we. Uh, we didn't do things the right way. Cooked ourselves a bit last night. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, besides being stuff. our buddy, besides being my buddy, Jeremy, we're here uh, because you guys have your own company. You're we're, starting. We're we're trying some things. Yeah, we're Carol's trying. Custom Baits. Yeah, we're C-C-B. trying. CCB. CB. Yeah, it's uh, you know, we we enjoy you know doing stuff and uh, you know with with the past year the way it's been. You know, just kind of in the basement doing stuff, you know, with the, the COVID. It's a COVID hobby, we call it. So we started painting up some baits. And I really enjoyed, you know, working with, with uh, my son Tanner and, you know, kind of going back and forth and, and doing some painting. And he, he loves it. And you know, We got a couple fun. boxes here tonight. You know, we yeah. brought some in just to kind of show some uh, some of the things um, that we've been working on and different baits and stuff. And, you know, it's, uh, it's super fun. It leads itself perfectly into our topic for tonight about trolling, too. We we have an actual topic. Well, I figure we probably should talk about it. It's a big sales at the place you own. I, I literally have a piece of paper that's ripped in half with the, tonight's topic. Yeah, we we know where your head's at, John. Well, that's because we tried to kill a spider four minutes before this, so we had to have something. Now these baits are pretty awesome. So how do you guys? How are you doing this? I, I saw your operation once, but just kind of walk us through it. Yeah, you know what we do? We uh, we just kind of order up some bulk um, blank lure bodies, what they call it. So they. The uh, lures will come to us uh, unpainted. Just um, we use a plastic with rattles, and so they come in um, unpainted. So we just you know do a little base coat on them, and then we uh, use airbrushes and we uh, look at different patterns and just you know pictures of fish and kind of try to duplicate different things. So what kind of airbrush do you use? Because I'm a 
you know, at I'm a weird geek about airbrushes. Yeah. This is one like no one knows about and maybe shouldn't know about. You know, but yeah. I have like two Iowata Clip CSs, and they are the best airbrushes in the world. We have the Neo. Okay. So yeah, so it's you know not super expensive. Um, we have a couple of the Neos, and they work great. You know, any of the, those airbrushes, even the inexpensive ones, work great if you clean them regularly. That's the thing. Yeah, you got to keep them clean because if you uh, run a lot of paint through them and you don't clean your your guns. They will not. Uh, they will not perform. So, so I got a question for you about airbrushes. Do you use packing grease and then on the needle and stuff? Because I have, I haven't. I have a weird old trick. I use forehead grease. Like literally wipe the needle with it, and it's thin enough, and it doesn't no paint doesn't stick to it, and it works really oh. well. I have <laughs> not done that because I used to paint uh, firearms for a couple of years. So mm-hmm. we used a lot of airbrushes for those. Yeah, we we haven't done that. I mean, it's just a lot of different. Here's another thing. We use a. Uh, windshield washer fluid that's one of the cleaners we use to yeah, run through because you're using great. all water-based paints right yep all water-based and that stuff is uh inexpensive are you, are you using cretex or what cretex paints we do okay yeah the wicked cretex is a really some really good stuff um, yeah i remember when that stuff first came out it was like it no one said water water-based paints would ever stick it's like oh they'll never stick to this market and it's like these colors are brilliant oh they're awesome they're they're cool you can do um translucent type things you can do all kinds yep. of stuff and your baits are pretty cool they're fun you know we just uh use that diamond coat for our, our clear coats and uh that's what really brings out the colors and that shine yep that stuff is uh so diamond incredible. coat do you, is it like a two-part epoxy type coat just, or is it just uh, a clear one, it's just a clear okay. so you can dip them and uh let it dry and it's usually one coat and they're they're bulletproof. It's rock. They're rock hard. So I'm going to date myself a little bit about painting baits because I used to paint baits as a kid. And how we clear coated them, we took solo cups with the mark of a, a six with the triangle on them. We put them in a jar of acetone and melted them down into this weird goo. And we dip our baits in that. Oh, wow. Like, that no doesn't joke. sound healthy or safe or anything. Not one bit. I'm sure that's there's a lot of reasons why. <laughs> there's a lot of dead bass floating around from the. <laughs> No, it wasn't dead. Toby Keith would not approve. Took, took, yeah. away, took one bite. But it had to be like this This number six. I give up. It was this weird cloudy coating, and it me. worked really well. Yeah, that's interesting. No fish were harmed during the production of my baits back in the day. You know, we do some. We do use epoxies, though, on some of the, like the uh, Whopper ploppers. Tanner, I know you've painted up a bunch of the Whopper ploppers, and we use that because of the... The anything that rotates on like the access to like the wire, yep. it, you can't dip those. So you have to do, still have to do like an epoxy paint on those. Got it. So, no, that that's really cool. I, I yep. used to paint baits a, a lot more than I want to admit just because I thought it was cool. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, why not? Yeah, it, it's it's super addicting. And uh, Tanner, you like doing that. You like using the, uh, the mm-hmm. airbrush and, you know, it's, it's kind of funny when we uh, went to, we, we go to the Albertville market on uh every other Thursday. And uh, today we we're there selling some baits and we had some uh, kids come up and uh, buy baits and they were picking through the ones. And I totally remember when we painted some of those and they're going to buy them and you're looking like, Oh, I love that lure. I remember when we painted that one, you know, it's kind of has a little sentimental value, you know, I kind of proud of what you did. And then, you know, you sell it to somebody. So it's kind of cool. Hopefully they, uh, you know, catch some fish on it. So you got to be neat. careful about getting attached to stuff too I, much because that's me. I build a rod and I'm like, I really like this rod. Right, and then right. An employee sells it and I'm like, why did you sell this rod? They're like, boss, it's it's <laughs> right. our, our job. It's literally our business. Yeah. 
Right. I'm like, but I really like this. This rod. fall, we'll go down the uh, tree line at BB Lake and collect some of those ones that you sold. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I do ask, you know, when they when they buy that, or oh, lake you're gonna be fishing at, and you're like, oh, and they'll kind of share information. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll look for that uh, that square bill, yeah. you know, that watermelon watermelon uh, color. <laughs> See if that thing's floating around. So yeah, but what I are you think- using for hooks. You know what? We're just getting uh, regular. Well, here's the thing. Um, we don't have an exact brand that we use. They're fairly sharp, folks. but they yeah, are sticky. super ah. sticky. You actually <laughs> just, you literally <laughs> just hooked your finger you, you on just it. Got attached to his bait. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if anyone knows, yeah. I've been stuck by a multitude of lures. And yeah, yeah, they're they're actually really really sticky. So uh, we're gonna keep hanging with the ones that we've been getting. Do you and, do uh, red hooks on all of them? No, we, like we mix it up. Yeah, we kind of mix it up. Uh, different contrasts. We just got into painting the uh, the bills, yeah. which is something that's kind of cool. There's another color that kind of flashes out there. We've been doing a little bit of the, uh, just experimenting with painting the bill, and some of them look pretty, pretty sharp. Well, and I think what's cool about custom baits is there's it's unlimited colors, and for forage, and I, mean, I know people will argue with me, but uh, some of the forage, like perch wise, people are like, oh, it's yellow perch forage. I'm like, yeah, but they're not yellow perch like you think of it they're real white or something like that the lake colors are different so matching the hatch sometimes is real real important or going completely opposite and you know bright pink lure mm-hmm. and, i mean i had a pink bubblegum spinnerbait that i absolutely loved as a kid and i'd probably buy a dozen more northland tackle if you're listening i'd like to have you make more <laughs> um but the you know certain colors work really well and you have confidence in those colors so it's pretty cool i mean yeah, it is. It's super fun uh, when you're out with your buddies and especially fishing like uh, the Croy and Red Wing, you know, the Mississippi running, you know, we can run two baits a person. So we get four bait spreads out. I know Bakes, we've been down there doing that before. Yep. And, um, you know, mixing up different baits and colors and see what's working and see what's not. And it's amazing when you have four baits running and the same bait is hitting, you know, 80, 85% of the time, which is that one color, you know, it's, a, it, it makes a difference. And it's not, it's not always the same color every day. No, that's what I, I, I it will no. baffle yeah. me until I die. Why? Like one color works one day and one color works a different day. Yep. You know, it's, it's super fun. It's just, uh, I've really gotten into it. You know, before it was all live bait, you know, and we fish, we still do, you know, fish live bait, but now it's kind of like, I'm so into the, the hard baits now, you know, fishing crankbaits and, figuring out what the pattern is and trying to, you know, it's more, it's more of a, I guess, uh, more of a game to me, you know, trying to figure out the right depth, right speed, all that. I think that's great. Do you see yourself doing any other types of baits besides the plastics? You know, yeah, we've, we've dabbled, we've done some ice, you know, we've done some tungsten, you know, some ice jigs and did different kinds of, uh, you know, uh, dip those and did different um, colors with that. But uh, I might get into some spoons, you know, some jigging spoons for ice. Mm-hmm. Eighth ounce would be a nice, nice combo, and, and fire tiger would be preferred. Mm-hmm. Just to want, you know, just just mm-hmm. a heads up. Just, I mean, just, just, just a, thinking, just, just a, spit fire, just thinking, just, ahead. just thinking. Yeah, you know, we'll probably you know get into that. Um, but then we, uh, you know, this past year, you know, pretty much January, February, Tanner, right? That's when we started painting, getting ready for uh, open water. So we have a couple months to try some ice stuff. So yeah, there's a company called Pelican Lures. They make all the uh, all the uh, giant spoons that we use on Winnipeg. Oh yeah, yeah. and you show me. It those. started off in a similar vein as this, just painting unusual designs on spoons on daredevils, basically. You know, they're like not like the type of spoon that you ice fish with down in on Mille Lacs. They're literally like daredevil size spoons, but they have 
wild patterns, big bright colors. Yeah, but I mean, it's, sometimes it's what the, the fish bite it out of anger or reaction versus just like a forage type thing. So well, in Winnipeg, it's just yeah, angry giant fish. Yeah, that are five, six years old that are enormous. Yeah, we were just talking about how uh, on last night at the shop how different fish are in different regions, like the growth patterns, like Lake Erie. People don't mind keeping a 28-inch walleye because it's not that old. But, you know, you keep a 28-inch walleye out of, uh, you know, Gull Lake, the thing's ancient. So it's very different forage and very different fish mentality. For sure. For sure. So these we're, are perfect because we're doing that, we're, you know, trolling. Yeah, this we're the, doing the, the time tro- for it. trolling week. Yeah, kinda. this is the time for it. If we're at Tuned Up, we got a big sale going on with the uh, trolling rods. The buy one get one half off. It's it's, great. it's legit. Oh, Jeremy just got a little interest I there. Tell you what, well, I, I, I yeah, I have four of them, so <laughs> I, I, I can definitely. Uh, <coughs> I, I, yeah, they're they're awesome. That's for sure. They're like, soft enough to work for a lot of different baits. And I mean, the big thing is usually you don't have the rod in your hand, so it kind of sets itself. Yeah, and that's when we go fishing. You know, we do we go trolling, and Tanner, you know, gets one on. We're watching that the rod tip. And the first reaction is you want to really get into it and set it again. It's like, no, you know, you, you just fight, you just start reeling nice and easy and, and just, you don't want to rip those yeah, troubles you, out of the you mouth. You lose a ton of fish if you go on a fish. Them. I mean, and that's what people don't realize. Don't set the hook on a trolling rod. They're designed to just kind of, well, they're designed to run braid. And then they're designed just to load up and hook a fish. Because you figure if you're trolling braid at two miles an hour and you hook it in your mouth and just pull yourself, it's just going to, bury those hooks you don't need to do anything else yeah i'm excited to try it i just finally got the the rod holders for the for the new boat yeah you bought killer rod holders too they're legit what what brand were those again brocraft 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 the the like billet aluminums yeah they look way better than mine but i don't know if those existed when i bought you guys are you guys do you know them i don't i don't we're just uh I, we get we get uh, kind of uh, geeky with the rod holders. I know you we're, were looking at doing a tree. I want to get a tree really bad, and uh, and you see the price and how much they are, and it's you know maybe maybe next year we'll do that. But we got the I want to do a pedestal one, like a pedestal tree where it, like I can run two short rods in the, in the middle because I run two eight sixes to the very edge of my boat, and I run them tip down in the water. What do you mount a tree into? I, you can mount it in all kinds. I mean. They make mounts for everything. But I know there's pedestal mounts. Like a seat pedestal? Yeah. Ooh. So like on the back of your boat? Yeah. Because do you have a ski pylon thing? And a seat. Yeah. I got to get one of those inflatable donut things for the tubers. Because my rope always gets caught in my own. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. No, just I just bought one of those too. The big, the, the ball. The it's booster. Like, it goes, yeah, right? it's the a, booster. Yeah, booster ball. Yeah. It goes halfway between. Totally random topic, but I always tell my kids I'm going to troll with them so they get eaten by muskies. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say that you can't use the ski pylon for to- for tubes. I don't know why. Well, apparently the down the downforce okay. for a tube versus when you're skiing, you're up. Yeah. Right? Well, skiing is probably low pressure. In the tube, they, it, apparently there's a risk of it wobbling out, oh. and the pylon will come out of the oh, seating and it, it would break your cowling. Or kill a passenger. I mean, the guy in the tube. Also, probably would be bad. Yeah, I was more worried about my calling, but <laughs> you're right. I, I have a hole in my calling, so 
I, I don't want to talk. Well, well Jeremy it, did the same thing. Guess what? It was my daughter who we were going to Pelican Lake, and it was on uh, the Halverson Bay side. And we were, I put her in the boat. I said, do not touch any buttons. I walked up to the truck, and she pushed the up trim to the point where it put my motor into my seat, and that metal bracket went right through my cowl. Does that sound familiar, Jeremy? I yeah. the, the, lost the, the my Honda. mind. Yeah. My uh, wife was like, why are you so angry? I said, my boat has one hour on it. Oh. Dan, you did a similar thing with your with your skag. Yeah. I, we've talked about that on the show, haven't I? The whole I, I dug I, in, the, in the driveway. I don't know if we had a show. So, but the thing is, I always say, when you buy a new boat, the first scratch, you just just walk over and just scratch the boat. Yeah. I mean, it just, just take a screwdriver and punch a hole in it because you'll, then you'll be fine. My brother just came over tonight to drop his son off. They're doing a sleepover at our house, and he bought a new Tesla. And he's like, hey, take a look at the, at the behind my passenger door. It's a massive dent in the side of the, in the, side of the Tesla. And it's on the crease. Oh. So, so it's, it's like there's yeah, – it's yeah. just – you're not getting that out. How, how deep is it, though? The, the dent? Yeah. It's about the size of a baseball. Oh. And it's probably an eighth of an inch deep. And crinkly. Yeah. His son was in the garage moving a box and he knocked the knocked a ladder over. The ladder came down on the, on the side of it. He got caught he caught the video on Tesla Camp, by the way, so oh, maybe we get a chance to see it sometime. <laughs> oh jeez. But but, but uh, that's the, the, the new I guess the new toy jitters, right? You're you're going to scratch it, you might as well just do it instantly. Yeah, he bought that car, immediately blew up a tire, a low profile tire it was like six hundred dollars. And then he then he dented the side now. And for Tesla, they just replaced the body panel, like they just take it off and put a new one on. But it's like eight grand. <laughs> oh wow! Could he have a paintless guy do it? He's gonna take one in, but it's it's wrinkled. It looks like a, a mountain range. I got a buddy who's an award winning paintless dent guy that did my truck because the Ford F one fifties in my vintage have an aluminum hood, and we had hail a few years ago at my work and. My truck looked absolutely fine, other than my hood looked like you just took a ball-peen hammer and beat the, the living tar out of it. I caught myself. I didn't swear. Nice. Thanks, Gus. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I said maybe you should just have a dented Tesla. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's, maybe that's what you do. Or you pay eight grand. I don't really care. But My daughter dented my bumper in my truck. I've she got, ran her scooter right into the side of it. I've got a couple truck dents, too. Yeah, I want to hear more about the tree. Sorry, <laughs> the I mean, we, tree. we went in a really weird spot. <laughs> but that's what podcasts are about—going in really weird tangents and coming back to, "Hey, we need to have a trolling rod sale." Tuned up custom rods. Tuned up yeah. Buy one get one half off. It's a pretty good sale. It's a great sale. It's been a lot of people have been taking advantage. It's a great sale because you should, in my mind, always buy two trolling rods because you should have matched pairs. You like the eight six? I that's do what like I've got too. Eight six because it fits my rod holders on the. Starboard side? That's the right side. Nope. Then it's the port side. That's the left side. Yep. It's on the left-hand side of the boat. Or the driver's side in a car. But if not, you're in America. Not in a boat. Not in a yeah, boat. Not a boat. <laughs> <laughs> so we, yeah, let's, I want to hear about the Rodri's, then we'll talk more about the trolling rods in a second. How, are we, is it time for a break? How far in are we? 20 minutes. Oh, we can keep going. No, we can go. <laughs> yeah, the, the rod trees are awesome. I know you've you've seen them before. You know, super spendy, but it's nice to get, you know, I'm going to put three lines on one side of the boat, you know, using your, your board, your planer boards, 
spread them out. You can run everything off that one side. You can run off, you know, it's usually not on the driver's side. You know, that's where you usually mount your tree. And so you can keep your eye on that and uh, run a kicker motor. So, you know, it's a... Uh, driver's side of the boat or of a car? <laughs> yeah, right. Drive, not the driver's side of the boat. That's, you know, usually that's where you want to run your Do you, your, you uh, have a kicker tree. on your boat? I, I do have okay. a 99 Honda. And... Uh, Kickers are freaking expensive. Especially this year. Yeah. It's I've been looking, I've been looking at them. I want a 9.9 Suzuki with the troll down feature. And it is way too much money. So if anyone's got one, a 9.9 with the troll down feature, uh, send me a message. Totally willing to buy it from you for a reasonable price. You got yours at a pretty good price. Yeah, you know, you know nice used one. It matches your other motor. Exactly. It does. I have a 75 Honda on there. It's my, my main. And, you know, they, they balance out nice. You get a couple people in the boat. It's not that leaning to one awesome side. awesome to fish out of. It's, it's you know, it's, uh, you know, my dad uh, handed it down to me, and it's been a great boat. Put a lot of fish in that boat, and uh, awesome, especially on the gas. You know, you get out there, and uh, you, don't, you don't use a lot of gas in those motors, four strokes. They're and awesome. it's silent. Super quiet. You know, we control, I can get 2.2, you know, 2, 2.2 on the main motor, you know, but then to get that kicker, I like to fish in that 1.8. You know, a little slower than, but you can also pull uh, your your bottom bouncers and your, you know, crawler harnesses with that you too. You can go two two with your main. I can go two two with my main. That's how much I can get that seventy five horse seven. What do you get, John? About two nine. Really? Yeah, mine is. I got a big prop on there, like shiny stainless prop, and it moves pretty quick. That's what you. That was one of the things you noticed about your boat is like reverse, and it's not as. Going easy from, to, going, from the, going from the inboard outboard bay liner to the uh you get you okay? Sorry. Oh yeah. Going from the inboard good. going from yeah, the inboard outboard bay liner to the outboard Suzuki, I was shocked at how different reverses. You know, because you'd you'd go up to a dock to pick somebody up, right? Yep. Or you're docking at Lord Fletcher's or whatever you're doing, and you're going in and you're you know, you're at your angle and you're just gonna punch in reverse and just sit. Nope, that's not the way it works anymore. It's like that. It's like the the prop is pushing right against the boat versus on an inboard outboard where it's below it. Yeah, uh, it just is very well. Very and different. usually your motor's up, kicked up too. Mm-hmm. The trim's way up, so it's it's a different it's a different feeling. The last time I had my boat out, uh, I shut my motor off about four hundred yards away from the launch and raised it up and just put it in with my Trova because there's no water anymore. Yeah, up north for you. The launches are, I won't say atrocious anymore. You launched in August last year, the year before. Two years ago. And you thought it was bad. It's two feet lower. Yeah, I believe it. There's no water. Like, I have to launch my boat and then, like, kind of pull my trailer out with it and then push it across the sand. Yeah. Tonka's the same way. Tonka's two feet down. We, You know, we launch out of North Arm usually, and it's not good. You know, now we're getting out into the spots where people have been power loading for 20 years and the concrete's a little busted up. And There's some serious hazards right now. I have been out a couple times. The last month I haven't been out at all. It's been kind of a disaster month. But, uh, yeah, it's it's rough. It's, it's a tough time to have a $400 stainless prop. Uh, you might want to check that price again there, buddy. Is it more than 400 Yeah, there Don't are way more than 400 right. I bought a used one for 450 well, then it's a tough time to have that prop, I guess. It's yep. expensive. They are. They're expensive. But a stainless prop is amazing for those motors. Yeah. It opens it up 100%. I believe it. 
I could have put that 150 on my motor, my boat. That would have been terrifying. You probably gotten 50 out of it. Yeah, 50, 55, somewhere in there. Probably 53. How would you? How are you going to mount your rod tree? You know, they have brackets that you can on the gunnel screw onto the gunnel. Yeah, so I was just going to go straight up onto the gunnel. Onto the wood. I have. It's a. Uh, I have an aluminum gunnel. Really? Yeah. I suppose. You okay, know, I can see that. Um. Because you you have a it's they're the shock, narrow right? right they're like it's, it's probably inches. about three inches three I'd inches say probably about three or four inches wide and so they have different brackets some are three some are four depending on which one you can get and uh, you can mount direct and then they pop right off um, but yeah they're yeah, man there's some that are super expensive some are you know obviously you get what you pay for so trolling Tro- trees can get really expensive well yeah. the Brocraft mounts were super expensive for the Luma Track they were. I think they were like 60 bucks a piece. They're beautiful, yeah. though. They're amazing. I, I looked at them, and then, I mean, I have modified my Aluma track mounts yeah. for my rod holders. And they're, don't get me wrong, they were just fine for what I do. But the problem is now I want four of them. And my the eight sixes, if I troll them tip down in the water, that's a lot of stress on those things. Uh, and I felt I didn't feel comfortable with the... The plastic Alumatrack mount from the Alumacraft Co. That's yeah. what they say on them. But I might do six footers with those on them because there's because I'll run those basically straight out. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a break and we'll come back. We'll talk more about the. Uh, we should talk about, about trolling because I got lots of tips on trolling. You like trolling? I love trolling. Jeremy no, likes trolling. No, I I sit in my jump seat. Everyone, yeah, yeah. just sit in the back. I sit in my Shut back up. with a, a cooler of soda pops. I want to hear Tanner's opinion about trolling too when he come back. Yeah, Tanner's been pretty quiet. That's all right. He's he's got he's a second. He's a second half man. That's yeah. right. He's warming up. Yeah. He's a closer. He's a closer. <laughs> he's a closer. All right, yeah. we'll take a quick break. We'll be back. Talk more about trolling. This is Dan from the Iceman Podcast coming to talk about our sponsor, Tuned Up Custom Rods. Right now, at Tuned Up, we're running a huge trolling rod sale. Buy one rod, get one for 50% off. Don't wait. Supplies are limited. Get your order in right now. And it's never too late to think about ice or never too early. Depends on how you think of it. Um, Freedom Baits has 10% off on their plastics. Use the code ACPF10 for 10% off on their orders. All right, welcome back. I always struggle with that. Is it too late to think about ice fishing, or is it too early to think about ice fishing? My guess is that you don't stop, John. No, I really don't. You don't? You've never stopped thinking about ice fishing? No. No, I mean, you don't actually go fishing. No, I don't. You just think about other people going fishing. I kind of like live uh, vicariously through other people that fish with my stuff, because I have no life of fishing anymore. Yeah. You made your hobby your, your career. Weird idea. But I still enjoy it. Good. Good. Shop not so much right now as we're taping and mudding walls, which is the most awful thing in the world. Hey, you got someone to do it for you, though, right? Yeah, for part of it. But Jeremy won't finish the other part of it. Yeah, we, we're going to. We're so booked. Right no, you're now. Not. We're gonna, we are going to. Uh, His kid just said, no, you're not. I, I, <laughs> I demand you come and we, tape two walls for me. We're well, going to get in there. Walls. We're going to get in there. It's an entryway. Yeah, it's, yep, we're it's gonna, a tour. If you saw our taping job and our mudding job, it looks like we did it with melted crayons and <laughs> spackle thrown on the there wall. Melted, the whole thing's melted not Melted red yet. solo cups. Are you we'll not, <laughs> not going to put uh, drywall on the bricks? What do you mean drywall on the bricks? 
I'm going to paint the bricks white, <laughs> and I'm going to stick fishing rods on them. Huh. All right. We have a front door now. I know. I went through it. Yeah. I don't have a key for it, but I went through it. No one has a key for it. There's no even key for it. That's a bad door. Well, no, it's a fine door. <laughs> it works just fine. All right, that's fine. The shop is coming together. It's we're, coming together. We're getting there. Jeremy did a good job. It looks great. Tanner, you helped out. Yeah. A little. I'm sorry. I yeah. offended Tanner by saying Jeremy did a good job. It's all right. He's, he's a scaffolding guy. Pushed what? around. Pushed me around on some scaffolding. I did nails. Nails did some nails. Yeah. Why would you need to put nails up if yeah, you're doing No, not nails. You, okay. he, uh, he put mud over the nails. So uh, when we say we, do we nails, screws, so though. Yeah. Screws. Did, yeah, yeah, screws. But yeah. I, I'm, I would be a terrible drywall nailer. There'd really? Be, there'd be holes everywhere. If you get one of those guns that just... Zzz, zzz. We, did, called, we did the basement. That's called a screw gun. I'm talking about on. legit nails. You, no, but they have drywall nail guns or screw guns. Yeah, screw awesome. Nails and screws are different, Dan. One screws, one nails. Yeah, one's a simple machine and one's a nail. <laughs> <laughs> oh Folks, boy. we a podcast of one now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I'm talking about. You use the screw gun. They're legit. Yeah, it's the only way to go. Yeah, we, we don't use nails anymore for uh, drywall. Everything's screws. So. Told you, John. You're the yeah, I, that's what I mean. But no one nails drywall because you'd have holes everywhere in it. Yeah. Just like you with the screws. Let's go back oh. to fishing. Oh, I don't want to talk about <laughs> screwing or nailing. Tanner, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk to Tanner now. Let's talk to Tanner for a little bit here. He's been quiet. Come on. What? Show's all yours. Hey, hey guys, you ever saw that uh, Wayne's World episode where... He's, when Wayne's left on the show alone, where uh, Garth Le- Wayne leaves Garth yeah. and Garth he starts mentally breaking down. That's what's happening right now. I'd like to go home. Now. I'd like to go home now. <laughs> Tanner, I heard you're a DJ. A little. What's your What's your DJ name? DJ Tanner. DJ Tanner. <laughs> that's what I should. That's Everywhere what it should be. You look. Now, what is it really? I don't really have one. Well, DJ Tanner should be the answer. I've DJed. Four weddings. That's really? producer Tom talking in the background there. Four weddings, yeah. I even got paid for two of them. How many of them are still <laughs> married? All of them. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's great success rate. a good mix. That's, that's, that's a good, a good mix. mix. Yeah. It's all about the yeah. music. That <laughs> 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 first dance is really important. And one old lady's birthday party. Where I, the, only, the only song that I had was Happy Birthday by the Beatles, and I played that probably seven times. Who... <laughs> 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 What old lady hired you to do a DJ job? Brian hooked me up with a DJ gig for some old lady's birthday party. To play one song? No, no, that was the only that was the only birthday song I had on my thing. So <laughs> <laughs> it was really played. You couldn't like go download one quick? <laughs> this was like pre-streaming. Post Napster pre-streaming? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a nightmare. It's a bad time. Bad time to be a DJ. <clears throat> yeah, it was like the Bloomington Ground Ground. Oh boy. We have, we have hit the bottom barrel of the podcast. We just talked about ground rounds. I think we need to have uh what is your DJ name? DJ DJ Tommy? Did you have a DJ name? Uh no I didn't. You're too professional. I I I didn't have a microphone. I didn't talk. I just hit <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> That's what they used to play at like Chuck E. Cheese's or whatever the Chuck E. Cheese was back in our day. What were those? Showbiz. No, well, they used showbiz to have the, pizza. the bear and stuff. That's Chuck E. Cheese's. That was Showbiz Pizza. Yeah, but that there was, was there different. was Circus Circus. Circus Circus. Oh, Circus. Oh, Circus. Circus. That's Circus. what it was. Yeah. 
Okay, now we're dating ourselves. Can we go back to trolling? Yeah. You like dating yourself. He's he's a really good companion to himself. I'm my own best friend. Poor Tom with no microphone over there. Yeah, no comment about Tom's uh, rhetoric here. I think Tom and uh, Tanner should DJ the booth at the St. Paul show this Maybe year. DJ Bro, Tanner. I'd love to do that. Ooh, there you go. If you bring this you, just thing. He has to bring all the equipment? Yeah. Yeah. Mine doesn't work very well. Sorry. Well, you got to pick, pick songs, right? I, I, you probably don't listen to any songs we listen to. What do you listen to? All four of the all four of the weddings that I DJed, I had to borrow my friend's PA equipment. So I was like, uh, Jay, can I borrow your PA and your mics and your amps and everything? Yeah, Wait, do you have your own DJ like set thing at all? No, uh, no, apparently not. No, I got don't, nothing. Don't you, you just, just use Spotify now? Yeah, didn't you just I, play it off a of Mac? I, I, I'm retired now. Spotify had a soloist speaker. <laughs> I can I can go anywhere. Two Bluetooth speakers. <laughs> I am your DJ. <laughs> We are going to play. I mean, we got all the lights. We we could have a DJ set up. Man, we could be obnoxious. Got a big center booth. Do they have rules about speakers? They probably they have to. They have to. They're, there's no way they let us at the ice fishing show with giant speakers. But I've, I've meow, no meow, one meow, ever meow. does it. Yeah, that would be. That's all you'd hear. <laughs> Remember, that's what we had for a while. Yeah, at the we shop. did do that. Yeah. Yeah, that got real annoying real quick. We disabled that feature on our lights. Yeah, the DJ horn. Yeah. I hated that thing. Well, someone liked it. I liked it. I think, probably, I, got, I, think I have it on my phone. No. Oh, no. Come on. No, Back no. it up. Okay, trolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Dan's failing at this. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my mute. Watch this. Wow. That's why I'm not a DJ. If the folks at home could see this, it's watching. <laughs> <laughs> Good app. DJ, DJ Horn app. It's DJ 101 right there. So you literally know just downloaded an app to do that? Yeah. There's a lot of apps out there. You can download them for anything. <laughs> when you are 45 years old, you will understand that downloading an app is a big deal. Like it takes you 25 minutes to download an app. Or 20 minutes to remember the password you put in your phone to try to trick your kids. Yeah. John, we're on Facebook Live right now. Your wife says... You guys forgot to walk, um, invite the wives. Forgot, right? I'm supposed to be at the shop right now, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm Liz. Guys. Uh, I'm working. Sorry, Liz. Next time. My wife's still up. Yeah, she's, why is she still up? She's, she's streaming. Tell me Allie's not in there. Nope. There's no way she's in there. Chris yeah. is watching, though, and Theron's watching, and uh, John's wife. Dude, Allie has CrossFit tomorrow, man. <laughs> she has CrossFit with my wife. Yeah. Allie started now? Yeah. They're both uh did you not get tires did, with uh sledgehammers and when did Allie start? They started she started uh Monday. Did she? Yeah. Good, good for her. Yeah, she loves it, man. Because now that uh Liv is not doing it anymore because she's going to college. Liv is uh just finished up. I think tomorrow's her last day. Yeah. She heads off to uh no more Car- punching bags. next week. No yeah, right? She did Ferrell's forever. Yeah, Allie did Ferrell's forever. Yeah, she loved it. It was good. So, yeah, CrossFit's the real deal. She really enjoys it, so it's fun. Affect us, it's called. Affect us. Can we get back to trolling, guys? I would love to talk trolling. Let's talk some trolling. All right, let's let's talk trolling. Yeah. How do you troll, Dan? Oh, wait, Dan. I've trolled trolled once, and it was in your boat with my rods, though. Down in Pepin. Yeah. Yeah. For for opener. It was supposed to be in my boat. We caught some fish. We caught some fish. Yeah. We caught one fish on the trolling rod. We caught one, like, 
13 inch walleye. Yeah. We caught some fish down there, but yeah, it was uh opener was rough for us. You know, a lot of bad things happen on opener for us. Yeah. Was, the cards are definitely stacked, but you know, it's, you know, it's good to get out, you know, down there. I love Pepin. Down in Pepin, staying at your buddy's place, right on the train tracks. Yep. Get Mr. Tyson down there and, and uh, Pepin. Power went out. Well, power went out for like the whole area. Lost power. And I sleep with a CPAP. No CPAP. No, it was, uh, and I was probably about 10, 15 feet away from you. I felt like I was a foot away. <laughs> it was, it the, was, there was a train, there was a, a, a giant oh, electric mm-hmm. heater that kept turning on, <laughs> and me. Yeah. I'm surprised you slept at all. I, yeah, it was rough. And then you, you went into your truck. I went to sleep in my truck twice. I brought the CPAP to my truck because it's got an AC port. I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll go out there. Went out there, and uh, the CPAP, uh, the the power cord arced, and it started smoking. Whoa, what was that? And, uh, yeah, so. So then you moved back in. and Then I moved back in, and I kept us company the rest of the night. So. And then I went home early the next day. <laughs> you did not look good, man. I didn't feel good at all. After was, lunch, after what lunch. What was the rig that we did on the Mississippi with uh, the Tysons? Do you remember what that was called? What when we what which one? Was um, it the Dubuque we rig? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it, it was. It was. Good call. Pool four. We did uh, we did some real slow trolling with a Dubuque down there, and uh, that's where I you have like a dropper chain, mm-hmm. real heavy jig, and then you have a. It's almost and then, yeah, and then you have a uh, another just a hook, little mono yeah. leader off of that, about a foot sixteen inches off. The hook. I think you can only do that on the Mississippi in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's you know considered two lines, and so you can run it's that. two jigs mm-hmm. separated apart. Yep. Yeah. When you yep. said uh, Mr. Tyson, did he used to teach at Maple Grove Junior? He did not. He's actually a teacher in White Bear Lake. Okay. And he is an Ironman, by the way. He is. So he is an Ironman. Wait. Man so can run. The man can run and swim and fish. You should see that guy fish. Dude fishes a lot. He I believe like a fish. if you follow. Uh, Carol Custom Bates on Instagram. You'll see some Tyson pics. See some Tyson pics on there. Well, he let's the double r- his followers. Yeah, all do- uh, the dozens and dozens of listeners we have. Just go ahead and flood Carol Custom Bates. It's <laughs> <laughs> more than a dozen. My wife was listening. That's awesome. She was trying to make sure that I wasn't doing something wrong or inappropriate. Just now? I don't know. Maybe has she texted you since uh, since we went live? No, my wife doesn't text. She texted anymore. me like four times. Well, perfect. Remember, <laughs> you can have her. <laughs> Remember when we went down the river a lot and we were by the, uh, wasn't it like the electric dam or something like that? And then, um, Pool there was four. like, yeah, and there's like 40 boats, like almost like strapped together. They were like two feet apart, all just like cramped together That's in this one fishing. spot. Okay. Right. They call it bumper boats. Yeah. Fair, you, I, you've been down there for that. I have never been down You've never been down there for that? I don't fish in the South. Yeah. It's all uh, I do is drive North and further North and further North. But you fished, north. you fished, uh, what is it? Is it the rainy? What river is it oh, up north where yeah. it's the same way? In the, in Rainy the River and That's the not bumper run. boats. That's like you it's could walk. Out. Out. It's like a it's bumper landing. Frogger. <laughs> you could hop from boat to boat all the way across to Canada somewhere. No, I think like the the Red Wing spot on Pool 4 is about as bad as it gets. It's, yeah, it's congested because everybody wants to fish one specific area. You know, and so you get a lot of boats in there. And But here's the thing. Every time I've done that, everybody's been super nice. I've never had an issue. You just kind of got to take your turn. I mean, trolling is one of those Mm -hmm. things. There's a lot of, I think, a lot of respect for people because you can't just cut over people's lines. I mean, you got planer boards out or you got other stuff. Um, You got to be respectful. Just take your turn. 
Yep. It's a pass. So I did a lot of trolling this spring. So you told me to get the eight six. Yep. Why did you say that one? Because what's your your uh, width your boat like ninety five inches? Yeah, something like that. So it's basically like a twenty ish foot spread. That's okay. I like. So then you don't have to really run boards. You know, it, it's <laughs> it felt like tip up fishing. Yeah, it's you know it's uh, and you can't do it when it's real windy. It's really hard to do it when it's really windy. That's why I like doing it on the river. You know, we can do some longer runs. My opinion on some different breaks on the river, you know, the Croix and then you know, Pepin. We do some longer runs, and we it's usually with the wind really doesn't affect as bad, you know, with with the you know, white caps and whatnot. But we we go, uh, we do, we set a couple out, and uh, and we just do a nice little spread and cover some ground. And when you get like you know two or three, four people in the boat, we just take turns. Yeah, like whose turn is it? The, the real one. It doesn't matter which one goes off, and we just take turns doing it, and yep, we have a blast. It's the best thing with kids, to be honest with you. Throw right. three rods out, and my kids sit there watching a movie up in front and fish, you know, fish on. Kid runs in the back, gets it, and that's it. It's just a blast. And I sit in my jump seat in my boat and use my Trova. Just in the back? Yep. That's smart. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to give it a shot. The Trova is amazing with the cruise control. You can literally go up and down, you know, a tenth of a mile an hour, and it's it works really well. Okay, I have a question on uh, trolling etiquette. Yes. Okay, so you're trolling, and there's a speedboat coming by that with like towing a skier or something like that. Who avoids who? What's what's the etiquette on that situation? Well, considering I'm going two mi- or one point six miles an hour, I think the steer- skier should stay far away from me. Especially if you see that you have planer board lines and everything all. I mean, you have a full rig. If I was that ski boat, I would leave the fishermen alone. But that's me personally, you know. Because if I tube on the lake and you know people are trolling, I I go to the other side of the lake. I don't ever go near them because it pisses me off a ton when a speedboat comes through, like in between my planer boards and my boat, or a jet ski goes in between. How about the wake? The wake is what it is. That's not. You can't really do much about that. No. But I troll planer boards a lot. Like we'll get closer into the time where I actually use planer boards a lot. But I'll troll them to the weed lines when the weeds start dying off for big pike, and like butt my planer boards up to the weed line. When you're on a smaller metro lake, and there's four fishing boats and and five tubers, and you're trying to troll over the abyss, that you can't really go anywhere where the tuber's not going to want to try to go. So it's just courtesy on both ends. Seven you know? boats? That seems like a real busy lake. Yeah, well, I said metro. I don't go to the metro. I know. I avoid the metro like the plague. Thank you. I have my <laughs> boat in my garage. <laughs> yeah. I go north. And then if I see someone at the boat launch, I'm like, nope, go to a different lake. No, but to answer your question, Tom, I think it, it is just about everyone just kind of give each other a break. You know, I'm out there fishing, and they have every right to be out there water skiing or tubing, and... Sometimes I'm out there doing the same thing with my family. And, you know, fishing boats sometimes are in really, really inconvenient spots. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's like that one hump that's underwater that's in the middle of the lake, where, where obviously it should be a recreation spot, but that guy's been parked there for all day. It's like, you know, sorry, guy, I can't go where the other boats are, and you're in the middle. I'm going to have to kind of go by you every now and again. See, like, I'm mostly concerned about my wake messing them up and knocking them over and stuff like that. No, sometimes a wake, like even a planer board, it'll, it'll surge a little bit and then pull back. Sometimes that little extra motion will, you know, trigger a bite. I mean, when you're on Minnetonka and there's 
wakeboards, wake boats and ski boats all over the place and, and, and uh, people are wake surfing. It's like, you're just going to get tossed around. You, just, you, you kind of have your head on a swivel because those wakes can knock you down. But you know, there was someone in the paper actually just recently who was suing somebody because they broke their back. Jeez. Did you see? Did, am what? I the only one who saw that? The lady I was on, she was fishing on Minnetonka and a wakeboard wake boat went by and she wasn't paying attention and she fell and broke her back in her boat. And so she's suing the sheriff, I think. The Hennepin uh, County Sheriff Department how? for not enforcing rules. I don't, I don't really know. But yeah, I mean, wakes are. It makes makes part, a wake of, too. part of fishing. And I, honestly, like, yeah, I mean, like slip bobber fishing in the fall when people are kind of at the tail end of summer, like Labor Day weekend, I cannot wait to sit and anchor on a hump, throw out slip bobbers and watch people go by night skiing, you know, just right as the you know, sun's kind of setting. And the, that, their wake is like exactly the jigging motion that you need. I mean, I've done dynamite nights with people doing it and you're not going to be able to do that anytime out of the other, you know, the other parts of the year, it's too hot for that or whatever. But I was on a wake boat a couple weeks ago on independence and I'm going to be on a wake boat tomorrow on uh, Charlotte, which is not a big lake. No, that's not a big lake. And it's fun. Like you're in there and the, the boats are ridiculously powerful and it's got a Corvette engine in it. So it sounds like you're in a sports car. Yeah. But they go like 20 miles an hour and, and like, produce this giant five foot wake. Yeah. So the guy, we were in a boat that was like super loaded down with kids and he would make a big wake and he'd turn around and he'd purposely stuff the bow. Oh, <laughs> it was like, I felt like I was watching that haul over. The over yeah. in Miami. It was awesome. And he's oh. like, well, my build is going to be working today. <laughs> and I'm like, make a bigger one, you know? And there's fishermen around and I'm like, oh, sorry. We're having fun today. I think it's a mutual respect thing. I think people can share the lake. It's like anything. Just be respectful. Stay away from me and 14 planer board rods and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. I mean, if someone's going to come and you're fishing a, a shoreline, don't go between the boat and the shoreline. And and people should know the lake. I watched tons of people smoke motors in the last couple of years because they're like, oh, I'm going to go around the red side of the buoy. I'm like, yeah, that's a rock pile. <laughs> I also think people on boats need to respect people on shore. Yeah. You know, we see that on BB where they'll come by and you're, you can definitely hit them with your shore cast. And they're right on you. So the, it, it, everyone has to have a mutual respect. Okay, right. so totally separate topic. Do you troll tip down in the water or tip up for your trolling rods? We do tip up, I'm pretty sure. We do uh, We tip up with our six-footers, and then we go tip down with our eight-sixes. Yeah, because I... You put your eight-six in the water? Yeah. What? To Pretty, the about third, well, it third depends island. on how you know how much motion in the boat. You know, sometimes you know, you're tipping really? enough. I would but never. They're think right. To they're put right the down. So right if on it's the water. super weedy, this is what I've learned. Like you, you fish. I'll pick on gull because you fish after Fourth of July. There literally looks like you cut grass on the surface. Yeah, you have to troll them. I literally. I mean, they're at a forty-five degree angle in the water. That rod has got all kinds of grass clippings and all kinds of other weird weeds on there. But the bait doesn't get followed at all. Hmm. I suppose it just kind of goes down the line, whatever you hit on the no, surface. No, it, it stays on the guides. So it no, just, what I'm saying is if it's not, oh, whatever yeah. hits on the line, you're still, it goes yeah, right you're down to the You're constantly bait. trying to pick off weeds, and it's super frustrating. So you said six-foot rods. Yeah. Six John, foot talk toes. about the different So we, we have a six-foot rod. I, I call them the inner rods. You should run those as your inner rods kind of, I guess, in your boat path. And then you run your either seven sixes or eight sixes or nine sixes out. 
So the six, you run your six on the back, right? Yeah, straight out the back. Is and that similar to what yep, you're saying? prop wash kind of rods. So the six foot, our six foot trolling rods are, are not are telescopic. No, they're so just a short little six foot rod. They work great. I actually like them for lead core. Um, it's funny you said that. I have one rigged up with lead yeah, core. Yeah, it's, it's a really yeah. good, because I run usually one rod with lead core and it runs deep. You know, and I run, I run basically one lure all year with lead core. I run scatter, scatter apps or scatter minnows. Um, they're a super thin. I call them a fragile bait because you get a big pike, they break them in half every time. No fault of Rapala. They shouldn't be trolling that kind of stuff. But they're little plastic bills. They don't work well for rocks, but they work awesome for open water trolling because they have this slow, wide wobble action. And I love them on lead core. So six foot is just a straight, straight. solid rod. Yeah, so, uh, not solid. It's a but it's it's a, it's a fiberglass rod. It's a it's a slower action. But I mean, I've hooked some pretty big fish on those. Um, Are those hollow? Yeah, they're all hollow. If it was solid glass, it'd weigh like five pounds. Yeah. Okay. So then, and then we have the uh, seven six seven six, which is a telescopic rod. Yep. And that's a uh, you know I mean for a lot of guys seven six if you have short rod holders they work great. And they, um, I think, I think I, I measured them all. I think they go down to six six. Yep. And it has a long handle. It's like yep. a twenty it, inch it, handle. It's just like a normal trolling rod. And seven sixes for a lot of people. But are, you say a normal trolling rod. I had no idea what these were. I mean, they, I've never used a trolling rod. So Dan, you had a bay liner for your fishing boat. Well, a lot of people have fish out of whatever boats they have. Yes. I don't know. I don't. I only have fishing boats. My wife tried to talk me into buying a pontoon. I was like, "That's not a fishing boat." So if you look at the trolling rod, though, it, it does not look like a regular fishing rod. It no. has a very long, long, straight plastic handle. Yep, and that's for going in and out of rod holders constantly. It's, yep. it's super important to have a non-cork, non-EVA handle, you know, something synthetic, super durable, because you're constantly putting pressure on weird points in the handle, or you're, you know, if you're trolling bigger baits and stuff, it's constantly putting a weird angle on stuff and their bait caster setup. Yep. At least three of them are well, all of them. I mean, are. the last one you could do last know. one is just a long nine, six. And, um, you can use those for like fall salmon trolling, you know, when you're getting up close and you're not catching giants. Um, they're nice too, because they actually don't get hooked in the rod holders. You could just slide them out cause there's no trigger on the real scene. Yeah. So there's a seven, there's a the six foot, fixed rod yep. the seven six telescoping the eight six telescoping and the nine six telescoping yep and the nine six doesn't have the the horn yeah or whatever you call it the trigger the trigger yeah trigger's probably the best term the bait caster point on the bottom yeah i i i still like those i mean they're it's a good rod for small salmon kokanee stuff like that and tuned up has done a really good job of making these affordable yep they're they're not we don't build these in-house, but they're kind of a price point model. Because if we build them in-house, yeah, we could build awesome rods, but they'd be $300. You don't need a $300 trolling rod. You need to put 100 bucks, 120 into it, and then plus a reel. The reel is real important with line counters. I think that's more important than anything. Yeah, so ours yeah. run for 119 a piece. Yep, and then with the, with the reel, um, you know, they're like a $240 stick complete. We have a few of the Akuma reels in, in stock, I think. Uh, no, we're out Are we today. Out yep. That um, doesn't surprise me. But the Akuma low-profile ones, I use low-profile ones now. They go on your boat so much easier than the big round reels of the, like the Daiwa sea lines of 
old days. What was the line counter you got, Jeremy? You know, I just did some, uh, I'm trying to if they're at Shakespeare's. They're not super expensive. You know, I didn't get too crazy with my, with, with my reel. Um, but it's all about consistency. It what know. I was th- like, it doesn't matter what reel you buy, right? It's the line counters are going to usually react about the same with two reels. You fill your spools up the same. You're going to have consistent results. And I backfill, I, I count all my feet on all my line counters. So I fill them up with whatever, 100 yards of mono and then my 20-pound braid or 30-pound braid. But I count the feet because it's so important to have them matched and tuned together. I didn't do that. I know you didn't. I put like, I don't know. 35 yards of red Cajun on there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I put, I put a very small amount of backing like th- four runs of backing. And then I just bought two 150 yard packs of suffix eight thirty two. Yeah. I use the shop spooler and I literally count out my feet. Yeah. I just, I mean, they're both 150 yard packs. And so I figured that was going to be even <laughs> quick question. Yep. Yeah. So my dad bought the, um, I think he got like the apex pro walleye rod. Yeah. yeah. Is that a trolling rod or would you be casting with that one? Uh, usually with Apex Pros, there's a medium light, a medium light, extra fast. I usually pitch jigs or cast with them. Um, I use the medium extra fast a lot for wacky rigging right now. I what l- links did you get, Jeremy? You got an eight footer. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's the best. That, that um, is, uh, uh, is a learning rig curve. I, I, I can't best wait. Best rig rod in the world. Yeah, it's been all trolling stuff from here, and I haven't gotten a chance to use the new. You're gonna Spinner. love. I'm, you're gonna I'm love super excited trolling with it. I know I used it this spring, um, a I mean, lot for jigging. Tro- not trolling. I mean, you're you're. Lindy oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna live bait rig with that yeah, baby. Yeah, live bait rigging. Yeah. Yeah, and trolling is a weird definition, right? Because right, because I think trolling is pulling cranks. Yeah, but a lot of people think trolling See, is I like lindy too. rigging and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. See, I don't say. I, I say uh, live bait rigging. Yeah, is me what too. I say. Because I always I say pulling say cranks. So for yeah, me, trolling, trolling is a rod holder. If it goes in a rod holder, you're trolling. But I do a lot of hand trolling too. I had, I used to have to which, do that. Which is liner. different because I troll at different speeds. So hand trolling I do usually from like August 1st to August 31st. I do it the hottest month of the year. It's terrible weather. And I'm literally ripping that. I use number nine shad wraps and I rip them super hard and troll at like five miles an hour for walleyes. And everyone thinks I'm nuts until I pull a couple 28s. But it's more of an absolute reaction bite because you're ripping it and then you pause for two seconds. You rip it and you pause for it. So it's, it's literally just a, you know, more of a reaction, kind of like a jigging wrap type bite. So I guess it depends on how you define it, Tanner. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. say that that's a live bait rig rod. Yes. I mean, absolutely. But a lot of people say they're like, Oh, I was trolling for walleyes. And they're like, what? Oh, I was using Lindy rigs. I'm like, well, Lindy rigs are kind of a one brand. Your, your live bait. Cause they have Lindy sink sinkers. They have roach walking sinkers. They have, Bullet sinkers and egg sinkers. We had a person on the tuned up Facebook page ask if you can run lead core. And I'm sorry, if you can run bottom bouncers with the trolling rods. And I have. I run lighter bottom bouncers for those. You know, like one ounce, one and a half ounce. I don't use the big stuff for them. But I don't use a lot of big, heavy bottom bouncers because I don't love to fish, you know, 50 feet deep. I like the flipping stick for the bottom bouncer. I do too. Put a carbon fiber handle on it. It is amazing. Yeah, legit. Yeah. What other rods did you get, Jeremy? 
You know, my wife, we got the, uh, what did, what did we got the, uh, she got the Apex Elite, Apex Elite 7 Ultra Light. Ultra Light. Ultra Light. Oh, she's going to love that. Oh, yeah. I have the Apex Elite Bay Casting one with the 7-2. Yeah, 7-2. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, oh, you love that thing. You can throw that thing forever. Yeah. You like the frog. Good, yeah, that's a good, good that's a good blended frog rod. It's not I love it for like not super junk. No. I've good. I've been not fishing super junk this year. I've been trying to fish on the edges. I think it's been more productive for numbers of fish. Yeah, probably. I have no idea what super junk means, so you're gonna have to define that for oh. the for the, the layman. Su- super junk is where you throw into basically I don't know. It looks like the jungle when you throw it in or like your frog. Actually Most people call it slop. Most people say they're fishing slop. Yeah. Well, slop is always to me is like the, when it's like green scummy. Pond scum. Yeah. But like the jungle is when you're fishing like lily pads when they're stacked up four or five tall. I mean, that's not good frogging. You don't frog a lily pad pile that's three feet off the water. Uh, if that's you, what you, you flip if, that. If you find the pockets. Yeah, but... Frog, I think frogging is a real good lily pad on the surface. Surface lily pads, scum, uh, emergent vegetation, shallow usually. So pe- you can you can frog around around docks. Yeah. You can frog open water if you want, but it's not as effective as like a whopper plopper. No, it doesn't make as much noise. No, but if you you know if you go to like if you go through a channel and there's lily pads that look like they came somewhere out of Jurassic Park. I wouldn't throw a frog in there. You're going to spend more time trying to get them around them than you're going to get on the water. But some of those pockets up in the, like, I guess, Mora area up further north, there's some pretty good, where it's like, it looks like Jurassic Park, and then there's like an open spot, the but size, you know, a four foot by four foot spot. That's where you have the two ounce tungsten and the five aught extra, you know, heavy hook. and Those still terrify me. Because well, when you set the hook and there's no fish there, that two ounce bait's coming at a mock million miles an hour at your face or through your your hummingbird screen. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people say hook sets are free until until you take it two ounce tungsten take, to the to the windshield. To the mush. Yeah. yeah, I took a rip and wrap number six off the stomach that never came out. So <laughs> at mock a million miles an hour. Yeah, I mean, hey. That's why we. That's why we do it, right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, I have a story about my personal PB bass. Let's when I was literally just on like my pontoon, grabbing my rod, and or our pontoon, and all of a sudden I just see this humongous bass swim out from underneath it, and I try my best to drop down my rod as quickly as I can, but the thing just gets spooked away. So I come back about thirty minutes later, and I just drop my whopper plopper, and I just go like this. Figure and then eight, all like of a sudden the thing eight. just comes out and just like destroys the thing. And all I have to do is literally just lift it up into the boat. And I'd say this thing is over 15 inches, like nice. really fat. And then I like him screaming, like I'm going crazy about this. So I'm running up and down the dock and I'm yelling for my mom to go grab her phone to take a picture. And I did the stupidest thing ever by going on shore, putting the thing in the water for it to get a little water. And the thing jumped out of my hand and swam away from me. Yeah, they come off those uh, treble hooks super easy. Right, right. No, no picture moment. Let's uh, So yeah, that's all right. So I have a question for our guests. So what are, what are you guys' favorite species to fish? Bass. bass. Tan, Tanner's a bass guy. I'm a walleye guy. 
Walleyes and uh, crappie. Yeah, I was sorry. We're sharing a mic here tonight. Uh, <laughs> producer Tom and I. I walleye is your favorite? I thought you'd be a panfish man. I am with you on walleye 100%. Uh, yeah, I'm a walleye. You know, growing up, I was uh, pretty much sunfish, or, you know, gills and crappies with uh, my, my dad and my, and my grandpa. But um, when I met my wife, Allie, her uh, her dad is your wife huge is wall. also named Allie too. Yeah, Jeez. right. Yeah. That's why I was I was a little weirded out about it. It's not like yeah. a, it's not like a big love situation here. Like <laughs> I mean, it is. It is that as well. <laughs> CrossFit, same names. Yeah. You, know, you know, but seriously, uh, the father-in-law was a, a big walleye guy, and he kind of uh, took me in. But funny story is, I uh, remember going up to Graves Lake. You probably know where Graves up in. Uh, um, up by Hillman area, Reamer area, and showing up, I have, like I have to get a new rod and reel, you know, bring up because I want to impress the uh, the, the future uh, father-in-law. And got a Fenwick uh, six-foot spinning and grabbed the bait caster reel. Yes, and they did. had no clue with the walleye fishing back in the day. Oh, so I put Jesus. so I put the bait casting reel on a spinning rod, had it upside down. <laughs> Fishing Lindy Riggs, my father-in-law never said a thing. He knew he was like, well, it's totally wrong. You know what I mean? But he was, he was cool about ne- it. Never said a thing. I caught two walleyes on, if you can believe it. But, I can believe it. I mean, I've yeah, watched people you know, catch, yeah, walleyes on everything. And that's how it, uh, that's how it started with the walleyes. And just so that's was, why when I showed up oh, at the uh, the old fray bill with my thirty-two inch, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Extra heavy, ugly stick. Ugly You're stick. Like, well, oh, I guess we're going for uh, a trophy for dolphin sharks, tonight. For sharks today. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna on, want a spring pelican, bobber. You're gonna want a spring lake. bobber on that thing. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> spring bobber on that thing. So, Jeremy, do you yeah. eat the walleye? We, you know, one hundred percent or. Um, there's not many lakes we really can keep them on. <laughs> you know, we uh, we keep a few. Okay. You know, but it's pretty much we keep. We love the sun, the gills and the crappies. You know, we keep those to eat. Do you keep um, gills in the summertime? Yes. Um, we do up at the cabin. Mm-hmm. We'll have a fish fry up at the cabin, yeah. especially like Labor Day. Yeah. You know, a little bit later in the season. Uh, as far as walleyes, you know, we keep on red. You know, for some walleyes, we'll keep up there. And then uh, pepin, we'll keep. Um, you know, but yeah, you know, later se- early and later season. Really, During the actual summer, we haven't we didn't keep any this year. Now, Tanner, you know. do, you actually, do you actually like eating fish? Kind of. I'm kind getting of. that See, good. that's why you're a bass man. You're like Danny, because he <laughs> hates the taste of fish. Uh, but, man, mm. there's nothing better than a good walleye fry, in my mind. I mean, I like it if I put enough ketchup on it, basically. <laughs> Puts ketchup on his ketchup. See, now, I don't hate the taste of it, but you say there's nothing like a good walleye fry, except oh. for frying beef, pork, chicken, Anything else. Anything else is better than a good walleye fry. But a walleye fry is not bad. I will take walleye or crappies over anything. But that's because I grew up eating bluegills every single day of my life. What about Well, then when you go to Manny's, do you order the walleye? I would never go to Manny's. (laughs) Honestly. My, my, My... Here's, when you go to Red Lobster, do you order the steak? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go to Manny's to order a food. I used to get hamburgers at the Chinese food place. So <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? I did. I did. <laughs> Listeners, that's that's messed up. K-Wongs. That's like going to McDonald's and wanting to make a good hamburger. <laughs> it's not, disclaimer that it was not a hamburger. That was a cat burger. <laughs> no. No. Oh, hey. oh. You know what, though? Growing up, 
we ate fish, but it had all the bones in it. We just would gut them, head them, and that's how we oh. ate them. And I hated it because I hated b- picking bones out of my fish. Yeah, You're see, nasty. my grandpa used to run a resort, so everything was filleted. So oh, see. when we were kids, my grandma had this giant garden, and she would tell us every, you know, like at noon, say, hey, you got to go catch bluegills for lunch. We'd have to catch what we, so we got either really fishing at it, or we catch one northern and eat it. <laughs> Yeah. See, filleting, that's another thing with uh, the father-in-law. He filleted everything out. And so yep. that's how I, I loved fish because I hated bones. I love northerns. Out of all fish, they are sweeter. They're more pickly tasting. They're you amazing. Have, like, obviously, you pickled northern, right? Oh, I've eaten oh, all yeah. kinds of pickled Delicious. fish. You don't even have to bone them then. They no, just, they, just the dissolve. bones dissolve. It's the most amazing thing ever. Delicious. Delicious. It doesn't look good, but it is. There's a lot of things that don't look good that I eat. Phenomenal. What about perch? I eat a lot of perch in the wintertime only. I will never eat one in the summer. But what? that wormy? Yeah, they wormy? Eat, like yeah. in August, they like, I don't know what they do. Where do the worms go in the winter? They probably get dormant, but you eat them and you Come have to, on. You have same place it's a wormy yeti. fish same in August. The it's, it's, relax, yeah. <laughs> it's out there, but we don't know. <laughs> I choose to ignore the worms in the winter. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's a little tougher because it's cold now. No, it's way more delicious. Don't ever like Google like cod worms like oh before you're going oh, to like a fish no. fry because oh, I mean whatever I love cod I love like fish and chips but cod worms cod, right? cod cod worms yes yeah. yeah I don't want to know how many worms there are in my body I'm right looking now. it up right now who cares they're delicious I just want to make sure you said cod yeah, yeah okay I said cod good good where, where was that lake that you said that you went to though by the way. As far as I'm, which the, the lake you were just talking about, Graves. Yeah, in Reamer, there's a Graves Lake Resort. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but you have to go through Aiken before you get to Reamer. <laughs> you also have to go to pick Emily to go on an outing. So I have a little Reamer story because uh, I tried the Reamer Burger Challenge at the Reamer Bar up there. Not a good thing to try. Why? I finished it. I finished the one pound burger and all the fries. Oh, I've had a one pound burger. Yeah, this was not a good thing. I made it about 30 minutes on the drive home. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't call it the Reamer Challenge for nothing. <laughs> I, I, You've gone fishing with Jeremy. I mean, kind of. Were you in the same boat together? No, we, we kind of co-fished. Yeah. Because Jeremy's one of the co-founders of the uh, Elm Creek Fishing Club that we've talked about before. Yeah. Yes. But no, if you, go to Jer- if you go with Jeremy, it's uh, it's interesting because he always catches the most fish. He usually catches the biggest fish. And the way he goes about fishing is really simple. Like, he doesn't overthink it. Well, sometimes putting a gold hook and a worm and a bobber is a lot more enjoyable than dragging out 550 crankbaits and spending four days trying to change lures. The last time we were on the boat together, we were in... Went to Malax last year. Drove, uh, you know, it's an hour and a half drive up to Malax. Park at Terry's. And, love, uh, love, love the Terry's. 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 Love Terry's. Yeah. Yep. Great spot. They always watch your vehicles. Nice deep harbor. Great place. So we go out of Terry's and uh, you, you drove like two minutes. I mean, we maybe went 400 yards offshore, shut the motor off, and we just drifted for the rest of the night. And yeah, we caught some a million fish. Super nice, some real nice flats out there that we that we did. Do some plastics. That was fun. Saw plastic, and there was other boats around us. Everyone was catching fish. It was yeah, a great night. Super fun. Went up after work, 
Did we go after work? It was in the evening. I think I, yeah, I think what I, we, uh, we did, we, we ran up there and, uh, fished that evening, you know, until we had to get off and yeah, it was fun. a short, short trip. And I was like, man, I would have overthought that so hard. Yeah, I definitely would have done it different. Sometimes keeping it simple is much better. So yeah. on that note, let's keep it simple because we're going to make this podcast four hours long if we start <laughs> thinking about all the other stuff that we need to think about. All right, T- Tanner. But uh, we should just I- shout out because our, you know, our trolling rods are pretty, pretty killer. Yeah. I really like them. Good. They got high-vis tips for people that can't see like me. Um, yeah, they work just really the well. Tip. Just, just the tip. Just the tip is high-vis. Yep. I feel like they would match up very well with a certain bait. I, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. So <laughs> get your Carol, Carol's custom baits. It's, a, it's, it's on Instagram as Carol, but it's not spelled like where you would think. We, where can we find you? Yeah. Guys? How do we find you guys? It's C A. No. Oh, hey, what are you doing? Oh, sorry. Come oh, on. No, no, got, no, the, no, we've got the owner he, right here. Tanner. He gave me a written post it. You took it off his shirt. That's right. I didn't take off his shirt. I don't even have pants on. Yeah, Tanner. What's Instagram? Um, The Instagram is just um Carol Custom Bates, but basically on Instagram, it's just Carol Customs. How do you spell Carol? Um, It's just C A R E L. Carol, C-A-R-E-L, Customs. And the Iceman Instagram page follows them. So if you go through the Iceman page, you can find them that way. And they're pretty, they're pretty killer baits, guys. I mean, the, the guys making baits right now, they're, uh, they're pretty cool. I'm, in, uh, I'm a big fan it. of them. Super fun. Super oh, colors. Oh, okay, how else, how else can they get to you? Just telephone. So, you know, text me. Um, you know, we have different baits. We're going to get something up and running pretty quick with some visuals so you can see what exactly what different kind of baits but we can do any kind of color uh, combinations. And we have some people that, um, you know, especially guys, we have some guys that actually fish in uh, Lake Erie who uh, they're similar. We have to do like, they're not reef runners, but they're similar to a reef runner. Yeah. And uh, we match different colors and different schemes that they want to use. And, and also uh, Devil's Lake, we have some people out on Devil's. So a guy can call you and say, hey, I say, want this I color. Need, yep, I li- like to, uh, you know, get like, you know, five or six of this color combination with, you know, different kind of pattern on there. And we can, we can paint those for you. Are you going to actually give your number out to our thousands of listeners here? Yeah. Do you I, want to do that? You know, that's well, risk. It's risky. You know, I, I don't I mind mean, doing Instagram, it. I don't mind doing it. You can text me, you know, because I, yeah, there we go. DMs huge or following. text yeah, where? On Instagram, you can just let me know on Instagram. I can find a date whenever we could meet up and then we could talk about what kind of lures you want us to make you. What's we the can, number? It's phone number, Tanner. 612-205-0489. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. So if you're looking for a custom bait, give them a shout or I'll stop by the uh, Albertville, uh, what is it? The, the, the vendor, the vendor market finished today for this Mr. year, Mr. Baker, for this year. But we'll be back there next year. It was super fun. They have live music and uh, it's a good time. Well, really if you get is. some spoons done for winter, I can throw we'll, them up, up, up at the shop. Yeah, we'll look if we're they're gonna... eighth ounce fire tigers. <laughs> <laughs> I think John's got an idea of what he wants. Yeah, yeah. I donated about a dozen last year. <laughs> so we're finishing up now our thirtieth episode. Can you believe that? Thirty episodes. That's actually kind of cool. Episodes. I know, right? Because they've always started as this basement idea for everything that I do is like, oh, hey, I'm going to start this today. And then it uh, morphs into something bigger and bigger and bigger. I like it. Well, it's been fun being here with you, John. Producer Tom, sorry I didn't have a microphone today. Tanner, Jeremy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Check out the trolling sale at Tuna Custom Rods. Buy one, get one half off. And we'll be back with another show soon.